Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus. I'm here with Kaunda. We are going to be getting straight into the mix of things. Kaunda, we have had a great week of NBA action. We always got to start off by asking how you're doing and how are you I'm doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, Cy. How are you doing? Man, we, oh, well, we, me, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just to, trying to get through this this NBA week, you know, because Christmas morning is coming and that means NBA Christmas games. And so we're looking forward yep. to all of that. I'm lo- really looking forward to that. Um, but you know, it's it's a it's a bit like when you know that this this really great big event just around the corner, and all you want to do is just you know rip the, open the presents and just you know play with them uh, with your with your new toys. That's how the Christmas mm. game feels to me. Um, but have you been feeling the same way, Cyrus? Uh, I've been so excited. The, the 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 amount of action we've been seeing some. Some teams doing a bit of a turnaround from their disastrous start. <clears throat> Lakers, uh, uh, guys breaking records, uh, monster dunks taking place from the Cavs. Cyrus, I, I almost feel like it's already Christmas if you look at it from a basketball yeah. perspective. I, I'm just waiting for like the cherries on top that will come in the next two weeks. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. So let's go through what we're going to talk about today. And and this this week's show was really about paying a homage to Stephen Curry and his achievements. I mean, you know, it's not every day that you get a player go and break the all-time three-point scoring record. Um, and so we'll talk about Steph. We'll talk about his, his route to, to that record. We'll also be talking about whether or not it's time for certain teams to start panicking as, uh, you know, trade fever starts to sort of kick in uh, with players being able to move teams. And then we'll start talking a little bit about what uh, games to to watch out for and to take a bet on this coming weekend. So, Kaunder, we've got our, our lay of the land. We know exactly what we want to talk about. Let's get into it. Now, I feel it is my duty to start off the conversation about Stephen Curry um, by saying, is this man just not incredible? Uh, he, he, he's fantastic, Cyrus. I, I think, uh, he's changed the game has now become a cliche. We all know that yeah. he's changed the way the game is played, but, but, but let me do this. Cause you know me. <laughs> yes, I do know you. I, I, I was a bit of a hater when, when he broke the record cause I always like to start discussions. Right. So, so I was like, okay, guys. Stephen Curry did it in about half the games that, that, that Ray Allen got to that number. Right. Mm-hmm. But Steph took 6,903 tries, attempts, while Ray Allen had 7,429 attempts, which means they almost had the same amount of attempts. But yeah. however, to keep it all the way real, he had to make them. Well, <laughs> so I went I all the way why. around. I, I went why. all the way around. That we're going to be talking about Stephen Curry and the praise that we need to heap on him. And you start with, but let me start with the hate first. <laughs> I had to get the, I, I, I had to get my uh, wrong advocate uh, stuff out of the way. I mean, to, to, to be honest, I was using that. I, w- I was using that on the streets just to start conversations, right? So I, I, I went in deep into stats, and I was like, but guys. Ray Allen took as many, uh, Steph has taken as many, almost as many attempts as Ray Allen did in like half the game. So, you know, it is possible that he, he can, because he, he can match that record or even beat it because he's taken mm. the same amount of attempts. But I'm like, okay, it's not just about attempts, Cyrus. 
it's yeah. about can you make them? <laughs> you know, I can. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I've taken the same amount of attempts in my life. <laughs> in, in your life, yes. Have you made them? No, as you said. No. <laughs> and, and the thing here, though, is you know to use that argument and almost extrapolate on it. If you gave Shaq that many three-point attempts, don't expect him to be breaking Ray Allen's record. You know, mm-hmm. but but I think the difference is, and this is a really important point to make here, because there are going to be people who talk about this. Is Steph is taking that many because he makes that many. And that's mm-hmm. what's changed the landscape of the NBA is that by being as accurate as he is, as accurate as Dame is and James Harden, um, you're seeing more three-pointers being taken by people. And so you're going to see a lot more of these guys rise up the ranks, as is James Harden is already um, not that far off from, from Ray Allen's record himself, um, though he's not necessarily lauded as as, as Steph is. And, and I guess that's because what Steph has been doing has been so remarkable for so long that it is what what he does. We, we expect him to do this stuff. And this is the difference for me. The very best three-point shooters are the ones who you are expecting a make from rather than a miss. And you remember mm-hmm. what it was like when we were watching Reggie Miller back in the day and Ray mm-hmm. Allen, is that mm-hmm. given the chance, let them fly and you'd be like, yeah, this is probably going to go in. And more often than not, that was the case. I think about Steph's coach, Steve Kerr, and and how he used to be that guy. That when you mm-hmm. watched him play for the Bulls or the Spurs, you were always like, okay, I, he's probably going to make this. Boom. And he did. And, and I think this is what the evolution of the game has been. Um, you know, we're looking at shooting as, as an advanced skill. And yes, they've got the guys who are like mid-range merchants, you know, like DeMar DeRozan. And dare yep. I say... Uh, Kevin Durant, who just absolutely kills it from anywhere on the court. But these guys focus so so heavily on what they know they will make that when you look at somebody like Steph, you're like, this guy knows he's going to make threes. And so he focuses on that, and that's what he does, and that's what he does better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. No, no, Cyrus, you know with Steph Curry, right? Uh, one thing, I was listening to some commentators uh, you know, talking during one of the games this week, and 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 what they said uh, about a, a, a guy like Steph. You know, some of the shots he takes, like from the logo, you know, from, from deep. You expect those shots to be taken as the clock is winding down, or yeah. at the end of a quarter, or it's you know, it's a, it's one of those heaves. But to Steph, it has become. It's not even a heave anymore. It's just like. This is what I do. You know what I'm saying? I I, yeah. I shoot from this range and I make from this range. And 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 whether you think it, whether you're thinking I'm I'm standing at the logo, I can potentially make all my attempts tonight from this logo spot. And I, I think that's the difference there. I mean, yeah. anybody can heave from half court, from from even full court, and and, wow. and get a lucky bucket, right? I mean, you you saw in the yeah, recent game that, with yeah. OKC and. Uh, uh, was it Nola, New Orleans Pelicans? Two heaves back to back, right? But when it comes to what Steph does, it's not even like your lucky packet shot, Cyrus. It's like, yeah. I do this. This, In the words of Barack Obama, this is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, this is what I do. You know, like, pretty soon, I'm telling you this. 
pretty soon we're gonna stop clapping because it's like we say it'll be just Steph Steffing and and I think it's getting to that point Cyrus he is that good it's just Steph Steffing you'd be like oh he scored another logo shot yeah was it Steph yeah. yes oh, okay. can you believe it yes yes I can <laughs> yeah, yes we can actually yeah if you hmm. count back actually what I'd like to see Cyrus is with those 2,000 plus uh, uh, three-pointers that he's made, right, to surpass Ray Allen, mm-hmm. I want to know which ones were, like, logo shots. Because I'm sure a lot of those came from close to the logo, Cyrus. I, I don't <laughs> I, know I'm if sure it's, it's a lot of them, but he certainly made a number. Um, he's made I, a I lot, mean, though. He's, so he's passed 2,974. I mean, like that yeah. was the record. And now he's just motoring past that. It's crazy when you look at that sort of top 10 list of, of three-pointers made all time, right? You've got mm-hmm. Steph as number one in climbing, Ray Allen number two, Reggie Miller yep. number three, James Harden at number four. And Harden is currently, um, I'd say about maybe 51 three-pointers, or well, 50-odd three-pointers behind Reggie Miller. Behind Reggie um, Miller, right? Yeah. And then he's he's still got a, a sort of another 200-odd to, to pass Ray Allen. But it's definitely mm-hmm. doable. Kyle Korver's behind him. Vince Carter's behind Corver, Jason Terry, Jamal Crawford, Paul Pierce. A lot of these guys no longer play. But then you've got yep. Damian Lillard, who's number 10. Um, the thing is, Damian Lillard currently is about 800 three-pointers behind Steph Curry. So, you know, Steph, I think, is That's going a to... lot. It's unbelievable, considering that he's just going to keep adding to it. And, I mm. mean, we're looking at it, and we, we haven't even talked about the fact that Steph has broken Ray Allen's record. That's going to be one thing. But the next thing will be he's going to probably punch through 3,000 three-pointers either this yep. season or next yep. season. Easy, easy. No, no Cyrus, the, the, the thing here to consider as well is, yes, Steph it, it has broken Ray Allen's record. Now I went to, like, who is going to break Steph's record? Or is it even going to be possible mm. to break Steph's record? Do you think? Do you think because of the way the game has changed, somebody can chase his record comfortably, not easily, but comfortably? Or is it going to be one of those records that's going to stand for years and years and years? Sort of like your Kareem Abdul-Jabbar record, yeah. you know, like, like the way record, yeah. that's still just being chased to this day. And big man been retired, you know? So I'm yeah. thinking, is that going to be the same with Steph Curry's three-point record? I I tend to feel it will be because we don't know when he's going to stop playing. And so mm. when you look at it, I mean, let's say Steph, what is he, 33 right now? Um, yep. Let's say he plays another three years and he's been averaging over 300 three-pointers Cyrus, I, I think Steph is a guard and he hasn't got like high mileage. I think Steph can play for another seven years, Cyrus. But, but, uh, he's well, a god. Seven years. I mean, look, Cyrus, I mean, do, you know, do you know what he's going to do? He can, he can uh-huh. evolve into a shooting guard. I'm no, telling just, you that. Just a straight up catch and shooter, yeah. Yeah, which means he, he, he won't have to do that. You know, he won't have to put on those kilometers that he's putting on his body. So he's going to just play a very, you know, that game where he positions himself because he can mm. catch and shoot. Yeah, he's a dribbler who creates his own opportunities and that. But 
if you were to say to, to say to Steph, you know, when he's a bit older, to say, okay, you just be positioning yourselves and yourself, and then you'll be catching and shooting. I, I, I think he can play another seven yeah. years. He can play until he's forty. Seven is a lot, but I, I get you. I get you. And, Cyrus, and- I'm <laughs> sure somebody once told Kobe that. Rest in peace. <laughs> That's seven true. is a lot, and he played yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Twenty I mean, years and, and, at and the like franchise. It's at what level? How do you evolve? And and because of the the yeah. nature of, of Steph Curry, you know he could easily just like you say become more of a, a sort of off guard, um, hmm. not, not bring the ball up, just get open no. shots and, and and make them. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, goodness, if you actually look at it that way, if he plays another seven years, that record could extend to four thousand three pointers. I mean, that's what that I'm thinking. Means, yeah, you know, and if we if we're pushing up there. Gosh, they're going to have to name it the, the Stephen Curry Hall of Fame. You know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the Stephen Curry Challenge. Can you reach yeah. four thousand three pointers before you retire, or something of that nature? It, it would but, be but, but it, it's insane. it's an incredible feat, Cyrus. And I know you were upset that he didn't do it in uh, in Philly, but Cyrus, uh, he did it at the Mecca. He did I, it at I the wasn't Mecca. That upset. If Cyrus, anything, your 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 face said your face said it all. Your face <laughs> said it all. I, I look at you and say, but why does Philly play so badly in other games and decide to guard Steph so hard when he comes to their house? Because, because they didn't want him to break it in their house. But he Hater went and broke the he no no no, it's just playing basketball. Pacing yourself. Cyrus, they waited for I mean, he went and broke it in the Mecca. Where where else, bro? Look, now at he home, had, he had Spike Lee, Spike Lee, uh, you know, taking pictures, getting autographed stat sheets, whatever. Cyrus, I see a movie coming already. Forty Acres, <laughs> and Cyrus, yeah, Cyrus, you know, it's strategy, strategy. I, I, I think maybe that could be. It. You remember? I, I think Spike Lee did a, a documentary called Kobe Doing Work. Mm. You remember the the one about Kobe Bryant? I see a Steph one in the works. I see a Steph one in the works. It's it's not out of the realms of possibility, considering Steph has a production company. They they make films. So it's it's definitely something that could happen. What I would say, though, right, is that if we're being totally honest about everything around Steph Curry, his life Mm -hmm. is already a movie, you know. And so, you know, when you look at it, I mean, he's just such an impressive character. And to be able to be so, I mean, he's, he's, pretty humble for a guy who's achieved as much as he has and mm-hmm. and wants to achieve more and i think th- what would make this season even more amazing for him would be a championship but we don't know if that's going to be on the cards for the warriors though they have a lot of talent on that roster and uh, i i saw you talking about uh, jonathan Kuminga on these streets he he yep. looks like he's going to be an absolute beast he, he you know just... what Oh. When when Africa performs in the NBA, I dance, Cyrus. That's just yes. how it goes. When Africa performs in the NBA, I dance. And that's why when I saw that article, I was like, yes, Jonathan Kaminga, keep flying the African flag because that's what we need. And, and Cyrus, look, I, I think to me, uh, there, there are a lot of people out there who talk about the fact that the 26, uh, 2017 and 2018 chips, yeah, Kevin Durant, blah, blah, blah. I think it it'll be important and it'll be fantastic if Steph leads because now he's the vet, him and Draymond, yeah. right? It, obviously, there's Iggy, but like we're talking a star yeah, vet. Yeah. If he leads 
the Golden State Warriors to a chip now. That that talk that talk is dead, Cyrus. Nobody can start talking yeah. about oh, but your second two championships with this and this and this. Yeah, and you have that, the same. You have the same amount of rings as LeBron, and um, yeah, it, it, it will start so many beautiful conversations. I'm gonna love it. I'm a Lakers yeah. fan. I want the Lakers to win, but if Steph wins with the Warriors, it's You're a plus two. Well, look, the last thing I will say on the Steph Curry um, topic is he has been so good for the growth of the NBA as a brand just by being who he is and doing what he does that it will be a sad day when he does eventually call it quits. But let's enjoy all of the three-point shooting insanity that that we're seeing right now. So, Cyrus, Um, before we move on, I got to ask you a question. Ask away. So is Steph Curry, because of breaking that record, now officially the face of the league? Uh, what does the face of the league really mean? But um, I, I, I get you. Most talk about... Okay, look, we can't say most talked about because he is one of the most talked about. If most recognizable... About most about, it's Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think the last two seasons, the, the most talked about yeah. is Ben Simmons. <laughs> well, look, in terms of most recognizable i think he's right up there i think him yeah. kevin durant and 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 lebron even james yeah. harden i think and, those and, four. and of course yanis atatakupo you 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 can you you can't see those faces and not associate them with the nba yeah so i i, I suppose to be to be fair to be to answer my own silly question in this age of the NBA, you can't be the face of the league because of the slew of talent that's out there and how re- so. how popular the, the the league has become and 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 widespread across the globe. And you can't just have one. Before we we knew a lot about Magic and Bird and Jordan, you know, yeah. because they had sort of you know we, we had limited there was access, a peak especially where there in was Africa. Just one yeah. person. But that's it. one I mean, person like, who was... look at it, it was always like, oh, it's Michael Jordan's league. And then from there, it was yeah. Kobe Bryant. And then, you know, yeah. I don't think that you have that type of NBA anymore. I mean, LeBron obviously was was pretty much the face of the NBA for a long time because he was just mm. absolutely insane in terms of his product, production on court and, and all of that stuff. What I will say, though, is that um, we might get back to a point where that becomes the case and we do have one player who sort of, you know, dominates. And and if I'm being totally honest, I think that that person could be Giannis, um, just in terms of his skill set, what he does, how likable yeah. he is, and and how mm. accessible he is for a lot of people. Because yeah. yes, he is you know close to seven foot, and he does some otherworldly stuff, but he's also an incredible character. You know, like there was a thing recently about him finding out that you could dunk Oreos in milk, and suddenly that was his new favorite thing. You gotta love, you gotta love Yanis for that. Yeah, he he's, is, just, he's just special. He's just a guy next door when it comes to certain things. You know, he's the <laughs> he kind is. of guy who was like, "We never had Popeye chickens in Greece. I love this stuff." You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. now like, I need a free piece. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yo, but but I, I think that's what makes Yanis Yanis. You know, uh, I, I actually just before we move on, watch the video compound where they show him as a youngster. Uh, going to support mm. Thanasis. And Thanasis was playing for this team, obviously, in Greece. And I think Yanis was just helping out uh, pick up rebounds and, and, and yeah. helping wipe the sweat off the floor, right? 
And then they fast forward to him lifting a championship and an MVP trophy. And that scene where all the streamers are coming down and he's yeah. holding the finals. And, and you can see, and then they write, anything is possible. And I was like, yeah, for real. This guy <laughs> is, yep. is, is, is the definition of started from the bottom, now we're here. That is exactly <laughs> it. My goodness, that is exactly it. Okay, so moving on to our next topic, Kaunda. Um, mm. Let's talk about our panic. You know, there's a lot of panic happening around the NBA right now. I mean, there's teams in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, where people, the fans, you know, people around the organization seem to just be stressing. So yep. I'm going to name a couple of, of, of franchises. And and I think we got to ask, are these people already in the panic box? Is there like a, a case for them to say, okay, we need to make moves now. Things are just not happening. So here's who I'm thinking is in the panic box. And you tell me if I've missed anybody. In mm -hmm. the Eastern Conference, I think the panic box is pretty much full of the Hawks, Celtics, and Knicks. They're definitely wondering what the heck is going on. Um, a honorable mention in the potential panic box is the 76ers, but because they haven't even moved Ben Simmons yet, um, I think the panic box is just looking at them and they're looking at it, and that's the Eastern Conference. Then the Western Conference, the panic box is highlighted by none other than the LA Lakers. Um, those guys really, really, really look as if they don't know what way up or, or, or down is. And then the other one is potentially the Mavericks. Um, and possibly the biggest panickers will be the Portland Trailblazers because, you know, Dame Lillard, I've been watching the Blazers games and he's saying all the right stuff in terms of wanting to stay, but his body mm -hmm. is doing all the stuff that says he's ready to go. Um, do you agree with those teams? Do you think there should be any additions, subtractions? Look, Cyrus, first of all, you know me, I'm Mr. Caveat, so I'm going to put a caveat there and say uh -huh. it's way before the All-Star break. So the panic stations shouldn't be ringing as loud as as usual. But I, I, I agree with you when, when in the East with the Atlanta Hawks because, Cyrus, as as, as the team that, that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last season, mm -hmm. they're a 500 team. They're, they're on 14 and 14 as we record this, but yeah. I think they should be doing much better than that. If the Cleveland Cavaliers are sitting at the fourth spot, mm -hmm. Cyrus, then the Boston Celtics. Cyrus, things just haven't been uh, right at the Boston oh. Celtics. I, I, and I see Danny Ainge might be appearing at another team. I think it could be... Uh, the Utah Denver Jazz. Nuggets. Oh, is it's it the Utah, Utah Jazz? Jazz. Yes. Yeah. I knew it was somewhere in the West, but... I, I think there's a there's a there's an overhaul needed at the Boston Celtics because you can't just say it's because you know uh, Jalen Brown isn't there. I mean, one no. player really, and and he's not really a superstar, and because he's oh. not there, you know, things are falling apart. Ah, Cyrus, I I, I think the panic station, uh, you know, the Boston Celtics panic station should be ringing loud, loud yeah. because this this is a. It's a it's a, it's a it's a legendary franchise, and to see what's happening there right now, yeah, I agree with you. The New York Knicks, Cyrus, really, you know, well, these guys. aren't they always panicking though? And I was about to say, this is standard. <laughs> this is standard in New York. You know what I mean? I mean, I I, I just want to see them maybe potentially make another playoffs appearance, first round exit. It is what it is. 
But I, I, I'm surprised you left out the Toronto Raptors. I, I, I think the Toronto Raptors also are a great team. And, and, and Cyrus, it's sad to hear that uh, due to so many COVID cases in Toronto, uh, well, I think in Canada, Toronto, they, 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 I don't know if it's, a, it's the whole country because I, I still need to finish the article that uh, the Raptors are going down uh, to fifty percent capacity at the the arena. Is it Scotia mm. Field uh, Arena? Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank. Bank Arena. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the, I, I read a reliable story this morning that they're going to have to go back to fifty percent capacity, which is sad for business and obviously for that fan engagement. Oh. Also, it's going to be quite a dumper, but it is what it is, and we've yeah. got this uh, disease look, doing the rounds. Health and safety stuff has to take a precedent there, and or, or, you know that that's what has to be uh, front and center. And I do think though that the Canadian government has been very on top of things around COVID, and you know trying to you know work against mitigate, the, yeah, you know mitigating risk and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so, Cyrus, I'm with you, but I, I still think you should have added the Toronto Raptors because I, I don't the Toronto the Raptors. Raptors haven't been a bad team. And I know that they're not the squad they were two seasons ago, uh, you know, three seasons ago, but still, they're not a bad team. And I think they should panic because I, the only person that haunted them for many years was LeBron James when he was in the East. But ever since he left, they've been a very good team. And imagine if the playoffs started now, they, they would just be chilling. They'd be out home, of it. But, watching. But, but this is... The reason I didn't bring the Raptors up here is that I think the Raptors in the middle of, of proper proper rebuild in the sense yeah. that when you look at, at the players that they have, they've paid money mm-hmm. to certain players like Pascal Siakam, uh, Fred Van sure Vliet. I, I think that they're looking at, at what they've got with the youngsters and they're trying mm-hmm. to see what they can do in terms of building around them. So I think the Raptors themselves are like, look, we know what we are. We're going to just carry on with the team that we have. If we find uh-huh. some good deals to, to potentially make us better, yeah, we'll, we'll explore those routes. But when you look at the fact that they are cl- playing Scotty Barnes so regularly, winning isn't the only thing for them. They want to try and develop some of the, the guys they have. And I'm sure that knowing Masai Ujiri, um, mm-hmm. they will make some decision as to what direction they feel their season's going to go down. And they don't mm-hmm. want to be like, you know, tanking or anything like that. But what I think they might do is just say, where do we cut our losses on players like Chris Boucher or... Um, you know, a couple of the other guys were sort of fringe players there. And what can they do in order to improve? Considering that they've got Goran Dragic, who's just sitting there. And and so he's going to either be bought out or, or traded. So they have, they have but, moved but Cyrus, that they're biding their time. I, I'm not mad at them uh, giving Scotty Barnes that many minutes. Do you know why? This this is this is a young youngster who's coming with so much energy. I know he hasn't got like a chosen one tattoo on his body or anything of that nature. <laughs> but Cyrus, he's giving them fifteen point four points per game, eight point three rebounds, three point three assists. Cyrus, I'm not mad he's at this well. rookie. I'm not he's mad at well, this but, rookie. But him playing he, so often says a lot because look at a team like the Warriors. You don't see Kuminga. You don't see Moses Moody. Um, and the Warriors mm. have real championship uh, aspirations i think the raptors know who they are and that's why they're just not they're not you know really going into a sort of oh my goodness we've got to get rid of everybody and bring some people in we've got to use pascal Mm -hmm. you know i think they're looking at it and saying how can we make the best of the situation that we have maybe we get another good lottery pick uh, in the coming uh coming draft and then we've got these two youngsters to build around 
um, and then the future of Raptors basketball will be bright. They've won a championship. Yeah. Nobody expected yep. the Toronto Raptors to win a championship. So I think that might be the thought processes that they're in at the moment. But Look. you you tell you did say something though, Counter, that yes, uh-huh. it is pre All Star. Panicking shouldn't set in. But at this point, you're starting to edge ever closer to the trade deadline. And if you're going to make any moves, now's the time to start now's thinking the time. about it. Absolutely. So let me let me shift over to the West, Cyrus. You mentioned mm. my beloved Lakers. Um, yes. Look, they're currently on a three-game winning streak. They 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 they, they just won the most recent game. Uh, look, I I don't think they should panic. Uh, I was listening to an interview by LeBron uh, recently where he mentioned the fact that they haven't really, especially their their big three, big four, even if you will, haven't mm-hmm. played that many games together, and and it takes time to gel because. Uh, once again, they they put together a squad of guys who play very well. Some play excellent, but they don't really know each other, and they haven't really spent some time together. And right now, they're in some sort of momentum. I hope it keeps. And and, and if it doesn't, then th- then they've got problems. That's why I want to wait and see post uh, All Star break what's going to happen with the Los Angeles Lakers. Right now, I'm not really worried. Sixteen and thirteen. The same as the, the guys in the basement, the Clippers, as, as the Clippers who look terrible, and and well, the, the, the Clippers. I, I, I suppose it depends on how you're watching them because right now you're thinking, oh, the Lakers are a bunch of these old guys that you know some of them are in the last chance salon. So you watch them with a different lens, and then when you watch the Clippers who've got the same record, you're like, uh, you know, and, and and I suppose sometimes it, it also depends on how you spread your wins and losses. That's how you look. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you like right now, that, yeah, and sometimes uh, at the moment, right, the Lakers are on a three-game uh, uh, streak. But there was a time when they lost back-to-back games to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they really looked horrible. They were losing to the Sacramento Kings. You know, it, it was just like, Lord, what is going on here? I don't think it's time for them to panic. Um and when you go to the Dallas Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks, Cyrus, this is a team that's always almost there. The kind of team that, that, that can menace a Los Angeles Clippers but fail to make really nothing of it. You know, I yeah. I don't know what's going on with Cuban and the front office, but uh, I don't know. Pozingas is, looking, is looking pretty good. Uh uh, you know, uh, Luka Doncic continues to do what he does. Oh man, Cyrus, I, I don't know. Maybe Kanda, let's let's, then, let's cut the let's cut the nonsense. These guys need what? to start making some moves, right? And the Mavs. Yeah, are, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I was about to say maybe they're, they're a piece away or a couple of pieces away. They, they 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 need to do what they can do with some of their tradable pieces at the moment and just beef up that squad. Yeah, they, to be they definitely have yeah. to. I mean, like, this is also, we talked about Goran Dragic a little bit earlier. He could mm. potentially be a good uh, person to to bring in to Dallas if they can get him on, on a buyout or or maybe even trade something for him, like, you know, some trade pieces. But I do think that the, the Mavericks should be doing more with the player like Luka Doncic. Um, he's yep. just so sensational and they're, they're working him into the ground and so he needs more help and I think that's something that they need to do Porzingis the jury's still out on him he's had some good games some bad but he's games, had some good games, games. Cyrus. 
Yeah, but but the thing is that might make him a more attractive trade piece rather than saying we got to stick by this guy. Whereas when you yeah. look at the Lakers and you talk about not panicking, this these rumors of internal dialogues about shifting Russell Westbrook says to me that the panic has already set in because the Lakers don't want to just make the playoffs. They want to win the damn thing, right? They want to take home mm-hmm. the Larry O'Brien trophy. And when you look mm-hmm. at this current Lakers roster and and this and and just the way they're playing, do you really see them beating many teams in the seven-game series um, as they're playing right now? Uh, Cyrus, look, the, 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 uh, if I may go back to LeBron, even if you ask the likes of Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, even in the 2016 championship, uh, championship uh, run, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Love would be the first person to tell you that they were a horrible regular season team and then they stepped it up in the postseason. And, and, and I think... LeBron likes to gamble that way when he, when he's a leader. Well, I can't say when, yeah, when he's a leader on a squad because nowadays him being a leader, you know, comes as a given. Yeah. And and I, I kind of I'm beginning to suspect because this is a recent interview. I, I I mean, recent interview I watched with Kevin Love, and I'm I'm starting to look back at all the squads he has led in recent years, and it's kind of like that where. They don't even mind not finishing top of the conference, but they start grinding it out in in the postseason, and they've got a lot of postseason experience on that squad. Cyrus, I mean, those are even, even the rumored potential exit of one Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's got postseason experience, whereby mm-hmm. you know they know when to turn it up and when to turn it down, and 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 the pressure that comes with those bright lights. I mean, I that's why I would you know lean towards the fact that you know the Lakers are not that panicked because they know. They, they, they can make it into the postseason and all things being equal, if everybody remains healthy and COVID stays away, physical injuries stay away, they've actually got a good chance of a good postseason run. Look, I, I mean, you would say that as a Lakers fan, but Absolutely. but I, I, tend to, I tend to agree with you on some of those points. Though I do look at it this way and I say, sometimes you, you can make your life hard by ending the season as the fourth, fifth, or sixth, or even seventh or eighth seed. And the Lakers yep. don't want to be there. Um, and, because and... they've been there before, Cyrus. That, that's what happened when the, mm-hmm. uh, when, when the Phoenix Suns knocked them out oh, in the first season. round, right? Yeah. Because you, you, you take that chance and then you get knocked out. So because the... just to, Sorry? to round off this discussion, though, do mm-hmm. you think that it's way too early for all these teams to panic, or do you think some of them should be worried, like the Hawks? So, so, some, some of them should be worried, Cyrus. Like the Portland Trailblazers, who I forgot to mention, who were one of your mm-hmm. people on the list, they should be worried. They shouldn't be sitting at 11th. They know their postseason woes. They need a higher seeding at the end of it all, but maybe they're still coming post-All-Star, but they should be worried. I, I, I think the Lakers should be slightly worried. The Dallas Mavericks should be very worried. The New York mm-hmm. Knicks, it is what it is. Boston Celtics and ATL <laughs> should be worried as well. So should Toronto. So you think panic for some, but not for all? Yeah, no, it, it, varying degrees of panic. Let me let, <laughs> let, 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 let me. I love it. that. Six degrees some of people, panic. Some people should be running through the front door. Others should be running around the whole house. So, <laughs> so, so, varying degrees of panic here, Cyrus. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll leave those topics there. Let's go into our post-up betting corner. This is all about the five games to watch this weekend and take a bet on. Now, Kaunda, we've got some really good games coming up this weekend. Um, you know, when I look at this, I'm like, okay, this is why we stay up late or wake up really early. Let's start Saturday morning. 2.30 a.m. Saturday morning, 
You've got the Nuggets taking on the Hawks. Both of these teams are in desperate need of a win. We didn't talk about the Nuggets as a team that needs to panic. I think primarily because, well, they've had some some key injuries and it's really hard to make any moves around that. But in that game specifically, Nuggets versus Hawks, who do you think will win? Uh, it's taking place in ATL. So uh, I think Trey Young is going to have one of those ice tray moments and, and, and the squad's going to be behind him. So I go Hawks. Okay. Well, I mean, I like your faith in Trey Young, and they have sort of, you know, they've been yo-yoing between uh, wins and losses, but I'm going to back Nikola Jokic here. Um, I don't think that the Hawks have been good enough on the defensive end, and Jokic has just been torching teams. He's been absolutely torching them. So I think the Nuggets will beat that uh, the, the Hawks in that game. Um, the next game, at the same time on Saturday morning at 2.30 a.m. Central African time, is the Warriors playing the Celtics. A really lovely game on paper do you think it'll be a lovely game in real life and who do you see taking it uh warriors versus the celtics yeah in Boston. warriors versus cyrus warriors versus <laughs> let's just say warriors and keep it moving okay warriors for you um i'm going to say warriors too though this is part of their road trip and I wonder when they might rest Steph. But if you're playing the Celtics, they're probably going to play Steph there. So Warriors to win that one. The hesitation um, in your voice. The hesitation it's, in your voice this, is telling, I saw, Cyrus. I saw Jason Tatum drop 42 points the other day. And it's possible yeah. he could do something similar against the Warriors. That's why I'm a little hesitant there. But I think the Dubs will take that win. Um, okay. So we talked about Saturday morning. We're going to Saturday night early game for us here on the continent it's the houston rockers taking on the detroit pistons 7 p.m central central african time saturday night it's not the most exciting game but when you look at it these teams who are sort of struggling a little bit can sometimes play the best basketball games against each other so hmm. rockets versus pistons who is your pick I, I, I can't bet against Embiid in this one i i i'm rockets versus pistons Oh, There's Rockets no versus Pistons. Why, why am I thinking of the 76ers? <laughs> Rockets versus red. Pistons. Oh, mm. my word. Now, I'll I, I give it to the Young Rockets here. I'll give it to okay. the Young Rockets. They, I mean, they're in a bit of a high. I like the way they're playing. That energy is good. Okay. Also, the not-so-young um, Eric Gordon might have a few things to say about your, your Young Rockets. But He's I young do to think me. This is a, this is, yeah, he, that he is. That he is. I won't say anything more. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Rockets should win that one. I, I, I like the look of Cade Cunningham. It started to look really, really impressive to me. But yeah, Rockets to win that one. Uh, Sunday morning, 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. Central African time. Cleveland mm -hmm. Cavaliers are playing the Milwaukee Bucks. This is a really tasty game. Who do you pick in that one? Look, Cyrus, I'm not. I'm not going to just lean into the Bucks just because they're the champions. Because the Cleveland Cavaliers have been playing some nice uh, basketball recently. Some of their victories have been really exciting. Even some of their losses have been so close. And I see those those youngsters really coming into their own, Cyrus. And 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 sometimes, you know, I think the 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 veteran leadership of one Kevin Love, which is who is one of our favorite players, Cyrus, on the yeah. show. And personally, you know, we've been watching him since his Minnesota days. So, mm. Cyrus, this one, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jared Allen 
Mm. He's going to have a great game blocking shots and, and, and being a menace in the paint. Uh, Darius Garland is, is going to have a nice game. Ricky Rubio is going to show up. I, I'll give it a slight margin, but the Cavs are going to take it. Okay, I like that pick. I really like that pick. I love Giannis and the Bucks and all of that. But um, there's something there's something about these Cavs, right? Um, but I'm crazily saying all of this stuff to agree with you and say Bucks to win. So <laughs> it's 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 By hard what to imagine. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a massive, massive victory. I do worry right. though because there was um, there was an issue with Middleton um, getting is mm. picking up a knock the other night. But um, I think the Bucks will win that one. They're at home, and uh, I think Giannis will be like, "Look, let's show these young guys who's boss." Um, and then the last of the games calendar, Monday morning, so it'll be late Sunday night. Those of us who are, I mean, it's Christmas time. People are probably on leave. So don't worry about staying up to watch this game. Just watch the game. It's the Lakers taking on the Bulls. 3 a.m. Central African time. Lakers, Bulls. Are you going Lakers in this one? I got to go Lakers just because uh, I'm not sure what the COVID protocol situation is going to be at the Bulls at the time. Mm. But, uh, you know, a fully fledged current Bulls. It's going to be a great matchup. And, and you know, they, they've already taken a game from the Lakers this season. Because yeah. whenever Alex Caruso goes to see his old teammates, he wants to show them that it sucks to be you right now. Look at who you lost. Look, <laughs> look who at you who you let go. Yeah, yeah. No, look who you broke up with. Now, let, let me show you that I'm, that I'm still that hustle guy that can make plays that that, that, that that can create for Lonzo, that can create for Demar, that can create for Zach Levine. I, I think, although I got to keep you loyal, Lakers got to take this one, yeah? Okay, I got you there, but uh, I'm going with the Bulls. And, and you bring up a really, really important point here around COVID protocols. And we must say, all of these games could be rescheduled, affected by um, COVID issues. So we're looking at it in terms of Teams at, the, at, at as full strength as possible. And, you know, there might be some injuries, but not necessarily health and safety protocols. Because I see Giannis is actually in health and safety protocols right now, yes. which then potentially changes the Cavs-Bucks uh, pick on my end. But if Giannis is fit, then it's the Bucks all day. But in this one, I'm going to go the Bulls if the Bulls are, are close to full strength. They should be coming outside or, or the other side of the health and safety issues um, with regards to COVID in Chicago. So I'm going Bulls in that Monday game. And it's going to be great to see, um, you know, what, what Monday looks like with the Bulls win over the Lakers. Um, but Kaunda, <laughs> you know, those are, those are our picks. Um, I just have to say um, for everybody listening, you know, if you're going to watch these games and take a bet on them, just bet responsibly. Uh, no persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. There's a national responsible gambling program. You can get them on 0800-006-008 or WhatsApp help on 076-675-0710 if you might have a problem with gambling. Uh, we've come to the end of our show calendar and it's it's been great. We start the show by praising my favorite player, Stephen Curry. And uh, I think we should end it by saying something about Steph again. Well, I think before we do that, Cyrus, I think it's time you reminded our dear listeners and uh, some of the first-timers where they can find us on socials. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, I will. <laughs> All of our social <laughs> handles are available. Um, you can find us on Twitter at, at @postuppodcast, on Instagram at, at @postupzone, and we're also at @postupzone on Facebook. And if you go to postupzone.com, you will find all the stories about the NBA from an African perspective that we bring lovingly to you. 
that should cover all of our bases, Kounder. Tell me about yes. Steph. Cyrus, you you know, I'm going to go out on a limb again because this is what I do. You mm -hmm. you know, when when I watch a player like uh, Steph, LeBron, Yanis, James Harden, uh, KD, it makes me glad I grew up in this time. You know, like yeah. it brings that cliche, what a time to be alive. I am so, I think this is how people felt in like from 84 upwards who are old enough to recognize the impact of Michael Jordan and, mm -hmm. and, and, and what, what, what Magic and Bird had done and that kind of stuff. I think for us, this is the time when we're thinking like, wow, this youngster named Steph who people, if you look at his, uh, his scouting report, you'd be like, huh? Now look at what he has become. I mean, transcendent player, Cyrus. You, you can't yeah. say really much bad about Steph apart from the fact that he's not seven foot tall. Although if he was, it'd be a big problem. Because <laughs> he probably wouldn't <laughs> he'd be like Kevin Durant 2.0. No, he would be Kevin Durant 2.0 if he was seven foot tall. Yeah. It, so, it, it Cyrus, I, I, I got to just say congratulations to Steph. You know, well done. It's It's been great watching him come into the league as a rookie and, and seeing him develop to the player that he is today. I yeah. mean, definitely ahead in the MVP discussion, I'll tell you that much. Well, I, I will say this. I, if we're looking at narrative and, and all of that stuff in the MVP race, Kevin Durant might be like, look, I'm scoring all the points and I'm carrying this Nets team. But Steph will be like, I just broke a, a, a massive three-point scoring record uh, in half the time. And it's yep. possible I could get 3,000 three-pointers in the 75th year of the NBA. So Look why am that. I not the MVP? I mean, this is points to be made across the board. But uh, yeah, congratulations, Stephen Curry. You're one of the favorites, and we love you for that. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. It's been incredible to have you listen, as always. Um, thank you so much for also interacting with us throughout the week. And we will make sure that we put more content out there for you to interact with on our social media platforms. From me, Cyrus. From me, Kawunda. It is goodbye, and we will be back with you with another episode next week. Bye.